0: My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive For More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. (laughs)
1: My next guest, Alan Donigan, is helping people strive for more in the area of business development and entrepreneurship. Alan is a blogger, podcast host, and the co-founder of the Pop-Up Business School. The Pop-Up Business School has helped over 7,000 people in six different countries start their own companies. He is a well-known member of the FIRE movement, which stands for financial independence, retire early. He is a Chautauqua speaker and an outspoken critic of both traditional business and financial advice. In this episode, Alan will share how he works tirelessly to inspire people to take control of their own financial destiny and build a life of their dreams. Hi, Alan. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you?
2: I am excellent. Thank you. Uh, It's about 5 p.m. here in Berlin where I'm at the moment and uh, the sun is shining. The skies are blue and I couldn't be happier.
1: Well, that is absolutely wonderful. That sounds amazing. All right. You have a podcast called The Rebel Entrepreneur, the podcast. Can you share the most recent discovery that has helped you be more efficient in podcasting?
2: So in terms of efficiency, I believe there's a reason why everyone does interview-type podcast shows, and that's because they're the easiest format to actually create and start a podcast with, because you set a time, you get someone else on the other end of the computer, I was going to say phone line, but that doesn't really exist anymore, the other end of the computer, and you interview them for half an hour or an hour, you edit it down, and you press Publish. And that's the quickest and easiest format to do. If you're going to do a highly edited version that involves going to different places, recording different things, editing, that's a huge amount of work. So the thing I've realized is there is a reason why everyone does interview podcasts.
1: No, I agree with you. It is hard to, to get content. I remember starting my podcast and the first couple of episodes were solo cast format. And I was writing content and then recording, which was fine. But, yeah, you're right. When it comes to hosting guests, like the content, you can't create that because it's so organic. (laughs) And it just kind of
0: happens. It's really cool.
2: (laughs) Exactly. You have a chat. You ask questions. And it just kind of flows. And I love the fact you had prepared questions. And it just you really connect with the other person. And it makes great audio. So for any of your listeners thinking about launching podcasts, That is the easiest format to get going with.
1: No, I agree. Absolutely. Okay, now, Alan, you say that it's possible to start a business with no money. Now, come on, Alan, is that really true? Like, you can really start a business with no money?
2: Of course, yes. What would you need money for?
1: I mean, I guess it depends on the different businesses. I feel like people reach out to me, which I guess I agree with you if you were to say, Not very much money, (laughs) but I don't know about no money at all. So, like, explain that.
2: Well, I guess it depends what you're launching. But let's say, I don't know, if you're launching a website, there are a huge amount of free tools online to build websites, Weebly and Wix and all sorts of different things. You can link up free payment options to be able to take payments. There's a million different ways. And actually, I don't care what business it is. There is a way to start without investing your own money. There's a way to start without spending your money first. I think what happens is people think that they need to write a business plan and go out and get a loan and start their business by borrowing money to buy the equipment, the website, the branding, and all those different things. But they forget people started businesses before there were loans, And they did it out of their own hard effort. And sometimes what people are trying to do is by getting a loan and spending a load of money, they're trying to shortcut the process to having a successful business. But then they miss out on some of the learning along the way, which, as you know, that's the stuff that makes all the difference.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. I've had people contact me who would love to start podcasts. And they say, oh, I'm researching all the major equipment." and you know i want to buy this and a great mic and this and i tell when i tell them my process and and the equipment that i use and they go really and i go yeah it's that simple so i would say you know you don't have to buy all of that like because the one thing is you don't even know if you're going to stick with it because you know it it's hard to have longevity in podcasting for sure or any business not even just podcasting just any business So it's it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew before you even realize if this is something that you really want to do.
2: I totally agree. And actually, that brings us on to one of the main concepts that we have, which is called the mini experiment. And if you've got a business idea and you've never done it before, you don't know if you're going to enjoy it. You don't know if you're going to like it. So let's find a way to run a mini experiment to test the idea and see if you actually enjoy it. So for a podcast, it would be, let's find some equipment that we can use, and you probably have some lying around your house. Your old phone, your laptop, and there's a free piece of software called Audacity that allows you to edit it, and then we can get it out online for free as well. Let's record six episodes, do a mini experiment, and see if you actually enjoy it. But I think what most people do is they go and spend thousands of dollars on microphones and web hosting and all of that stuff before they even know if they're going to enjoy running a podcast. That's
1: so true. And yes, shout out to Audacity. I use Audacity as my editing program. It's absolutely free. Every episode that I publish is edited through Audacity And I I just didn't even know it was out there. The executive producer, you know, hit me to it and was like, no, it's it's out there. It's free. It's called Audacity. You just download it to your computer and you can edit. And I spend probably once a week learning something new about Audacity. And (laughs) I've I've become this great editor. And when I tell you I've even learned some shortcuts along the way that cut down time, and, I mean, it's, it's been great, and I don't have to spend money on an editor because um, sometimes that can cost you anywhere from $40 an episode to, you know, almost 500 I mean, depending on what you're wanting. So, and just to start out, that's crazy,
2: <laughs> right? It is crazy because then you're investing thousands and thousands of dollars to produce your first six episodes. And you don't know if the audience is going to like it. You don't know if you're going to like it. You have no idea. So let's do a mini experiment without spending any money and see if we enjoy it and see if you get good response. And if you do, awesome, let's go all in. If you don't, well, then we've lost a little bit of time, but we haven't risked our capital.
1: Absolutely, and you haven't charged up your credit card going into debt (laughs) with no return.
2: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
1: All right, so there are many small business advisors, right? Uh, There's all types of, you know, startup gurus and entrepreneur coaches and they usually give advice aligned with, like, traditional and conventional methods. Like you said, they say, go out there. you got to start out by making a business plan and so you can get, you know, the loan and all these things. But you push back on those methods. How so? Well,
2: have you ever met anyone who's been inspired by writing a business plan? <laughs>
1: uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: when I first launched, I spent two weeks writing a business plan. Uh, it was beautiful it had colored charts it had lots of graphs and predictions it was pages and pages long and I printed it all out I was very proud then I went to see a customer and I learned more in that one hour conversation with that customer than I did from two weeks of Google research and in that one meeting my entire business plan changed everything. And I had a choice. The customer said, I'm not really interested in what you've written. Uh, this is what I need help with. And I had a choice in that moment. Give the customer what they want or stick to my business plan. And you can probably that totally tell what sense. I did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, they say that, you know, you're in business because you're you're solving a problem for someone.
2: And that's the whole purpose. And if you want to launch a business, go and speak to a bunch of people with problems and ask them what they want. You're going to learn more from that than you ever will writing a business plan. And do you know the primary reason for a business plan, the purpose of a business plan is to present to someone that wants to lend you money. So that's the purpose of it. So you write this long business plan to give to a bank or to give to an investor or to give to someone to say, here I am, I've got a good idea, here's my proof, give me some money. If you don't borrow money, you don't need a business plan. And actually the shortcut to all of this is go sell something. Because if you sell something, you have a business and you can start bringing in money from get-go. No, that makes so
1: much sense, which actually we've already answered uh, the next question I have, which is what is the true aim of running a business, which we've already said, which is, you know, solving a problem for people, right? But is there anything else that's a true aim for running a business?
2: Well, I think there's lots of different people get lots of different things out of running a business. For me, it's always been about having happy customers because I know if I have a happy customer Uh, and I've asked for some money in return, I've done a good job, I'm happy, I've earned some money, they're happy, I've solved some problems. So my aim is to get happy customers. That's always my aim. And actually, profit and those nice things like money are a side effect of happy customers. So I think if you aim for a happy customer and you're comfortable asking for what you want and asking for money, the rest... It can really look after itself as you get going.
1: No, I, I agree with you. that. Makes total sense. Um, for for me with my podcast, I had to think about okay, well, what problem am I solving? And I thought about oh, well, people who love to learn, people who are high achievers, and they, I there's several people in this world who have a, just a wealth of knowledge that they would like to share. <laughs> and so yes. I, I see myself as a conduit, right? So I connect great people like you who have these, you know, a wonderful message, or you have just really awesome things to share. And then on the other side, I have, you know, people, the listeners, who they just, just love knowledge. They just love to learn things. Um, and so I feel like, you know, I'm here to provide that. And it seems to be working.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that. And I feel like, well, I am one of your listeners. I love to learn as well. And actually what I found is the most successful people in life are the ones that are just open to learning continuously. So I totally agree. You help share information. You connect people. I love that aim and vision.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for being a listener. I, I really appreciate you. All right, now, you co-founded the Pop-Up Business School. How did this idea materialize?
2: I went for advice starting my own business. So uh, I looked up business advice in the UK, in England, and I went, and the government was providing a service, which was how to write a business plan. Uh, They ran a finance workshop, which is basically code word for funding, and a marketing workshop. And I did their three... three free workshops and they did more to put me off starting a business than they actually did to help me and I was left in the dark for some time searching around trying to figure out how to launch my own business and after a while I'd eventually got it to a stage where it was making money and I was doing well and I wanted to help other entrepreneurs avoid the years of pain I went through trying to unlearn traditional advice and relearn what actually works in the real world. So that was the idea. It came from my own pain of building a business.
1: Wow. And there you go, solving a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
2: my own one for other people
1: right right and then it's amazing how you you think that you're solving your own problem and then you learn that there's this whole community of people who had the exact same problem that you had
2: That is exactly it. If you've had that problem, there is probably a whole bunch of people around the world that have had exactly the same problem. So you can just find them and that brings us on to social media groups, LinkedIn, Facebook. It's so easy to find the people that are passionate about what you're passionate about, see if they have the same problem and then offer to fix it for them. That's the genesis of a business right there. Yes,
1: definitely. Oh my gosh. All right, so what are some of the things that the listeners can learn at your business school?
2: So we run two-week-long pop-up business school events around the world. At the moment, obviously, with COVID, we've all gone online, so we've got online events going on, and I think the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that no one has ever paid to come to one of our events. So we go out and we find sponsors who pay us to put on the event and then we give the events away free to the communities that need it the most. And for two weeks we help people build businesses with no money, launch websites without spending anything, find customers on social media, learn about tax and accounting and get their business off the ground. Uh, And that's what I'm most proud of is that these events are completely free for the people who come along. And that's
1: one of the things that when I was doing the research for your episode and I was, you know, researching and went to your website, and I thought, this is really amazing. Um, I'm a person who I started a business once, spent thousands of dollars. So I've been in that, you know, thinking you have to spend all this money to have someone help me. And I mean, put it on my credit card, spent thousands, and I, I ended up learning – well, I would say not learning <laughs> – Um, What I learned was really information that I already knew, right? Um, And I just needed to just believe in myself and have faith in myself that I could conduct my own research. I didn't need to to spend thousands of dollars um, to do that. But I know there are a lot of people who have done the same thing I've done. And, you know, and there are people who prey upon people for that very reason. It's really sad. Um, that that happens. But uh, I know I'm definitely going to sign up because now when people approach me, I'm like, I, I'm right now trying to pay off a debt <laughs> that I have. <laughs> uh, cause I, I made a, you know, a bonehead decision um, as far as, you know, starting my uh, business and spending thousands of dollars when I really didn't need to. So, I, Alan, I really appreciate you and who you are and, and your business and your business partners. Because it, it really is out there um, that you know people who want to start businesses but don't don't take advantage of me in that process. So that's that's amazing. Uh,
2: yeah, and uh, just to help you and any audience members who've done the same, the whole reason I do this is because I did it too. So it's not just you. I've done it. <laughs> I back when I started my business in '08, I spent a thousand pounds on the website. Uh, yeah. I spent a fortune on business cards, compliment slips, letterheads. I mean, who uses compliment slips nowadays? What do I think I was going right. to do? Post checks out to everyone. <laughs> um, right. and, but you get persuaded that you need all this stuff. So, yeah, I definitely no one should feel bad about that, but we do need to spread the message and help the next generation avoid wasting money like we did so that they can make profit from sales, not from debt.
1: Yes, absolutely. Now I know we cannot predict the future, right? We certainly could not predict the current state that we are in in our world with the pandemic. So, how does one protect their business
2: to ensure longevity? Now there is a great question. Uh, so the question I would say, and this actually, if you talk, look at your personal finance, it's exactly the same, and. You start to Google how much savings does the average person have. And in the United Kingdom, 41% of people have less than $900 savings. And I think it's exactly the same in America. 40 to 50% of people in America have less than $1,000 in savings. And then a pandemic comes along. You lose your job. You have some extra bills. Things change. Your savings are gone in under a month and you are in trouble. And it's exactly the same for your business. People, when they make money in their business, their first inclination is, what do I spend it on? I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to upgrade this, buy a new website, I'll get a bigger car, I'll take the money out of the business and buy a bigger house. And they spend the money. But you've got to become a saver, and investor as a business, And I think this is so critical to have, in your personal life, you would call it an emergency fund. Uh, In business, you'd call it a buffer. But the only reason pop-up business schools survived the pandemic, because we lost uh, nearly $300,000 worth of business overnight when all events were cancelled. The only reason we survived was that we had a big buffer that we'd been saving during the good years. So that when the bad years come, you've got that saving to protect you, to be able to keep paying the wages, keep looking after everyone, and to survive. So my biggest piece of advice is learn from this pandemic and what has knocked out so many businesses and save during the good years so that when something like this happens, you can survive.
1: Wow, Alan, what great advice. And yes, that does make sense. And I know that I can say even for myself, um, I, I I did lose my job during the pandemic. Uh, thank God I had my podcast to kind of tie me over until my next job. Now, I was fortunate to, to immediately get a new job. Uh, but, you know, I can say that um, I, I can be proud of myself that, um, you know, any amount of money that I've profited from my podcast thus far, um, I haven't really spent a lot of it. I have put it right back into the podcast. Luckily, my overhead is not that high, <laughs> so I don't really too much have to worry about that. But um, but even in my personal life, you're right. You know, I, I made sure that I save, and, and you know, it may not be a whole lot I save each check, but I, I do try to make the effort towards saving. And that really has helped, you know, to kind of float me that one week that I didn't have a paycheck. <laughs> so even yes. in business, I can where that's something that we have to think about. But you are right; people go out, they they get that first taste of success and that first big check of profit from the business, and they like they feel like I should reward myself, but they forget about longevity.
2: You are so correct, and something really fascinating about what you said is about keeping the overheads low. And just to give you an example, Pop-Up Business School last year, we ran uh, just over 48 two-week events around the world, and we had a team of 12, but we did not have an office. We spent zero money renting buildings, and we kept the overheads really low. And I think that's one of the things that can protect you as you go into different events because there will always be another downturn. There will always be another market turn. Your business will always take a dive at a certain time. And by keeping overheads low and keeping that buffer of money, it's going to protect you in the future.
1: No, I absolutely agree with you. I, I do. I do. Well, what... What can the listeners, uh, how can the listeners sign up for the next event?
2: So if they'd like to find out more, come along to popupbusinessschool.co.uk forward slash events or just search for Pop-Up Business School. And they are more than welcome to join in. We would love to help them build businesses and make money doing something they love. And if they can't get along to one of the online events, then check out the Rebel Entrepreneur podcast uh, and listen along as we help people build businesses without debt.
1: Man, that's so awesome, Alan. All right, I have one last question. It kind of doesn't have anything to do with what we've been talking about. So <laughs> question. I know I do this to every guest at the end, but I really think it's fun. It's, I guess it's one of the things that makes my podcast a little different.
2: So that.
1: who is your favorite superhero and why?
2: Oh, did you know I was a huge Marvel fan?
1: Oh, I am too. I I, and I not just in recent, like as a child, I had I was a girl who had comic books. Like, I I really really, really <laughs> was into comics.
2: I love that. Um, my favorite superhero is Captain America, and. The reason is because I feel like he stands up to people when things are going wrong. And I, I, I identify with that, and I've spent my life standing up to different institutions and different people when I don't think their advice actually helps. And I think he inspires me to stand up, no matter the cost, to help other people and do what's right in the world. And that, yeah... I have this thing that one person one human can make a difference if they stand up and really give it their all.
1: Wow, that that's really amazing. Yes, Captain America is truly one of the great superheroes in that Marvel franchise. I mean, I'm and just, you know, Stanley uh, all these characters that he came up with, I mean, it's just phenomenal. He was just a phenomenal person. Just really. <laughs> They did have a lot of diversity, but that wasn't the point of the you know of the character. They just so happened to be a woman, and they just so happened to be a minority. But that wasn't the focus of who they were, and I love that.
2: Yes, the focus of who they were was the mission and making a difference and absolutely. standing up. And I, yeah, absolutely, it doesn't matter who you are. One human can make a difference absolutely absolutely or an alien (laughs) (laughs) yes they have a big impact too but let's not go there
1: right (laughs) all right well alan thank you so much can you do me a favor can you take the time to let everyone know how they can listen to your podcast the the rebel entrepreneur podcast and once again tell them how they can sign up for the pop-up
2: business school of course. Thank you for the opportunity. So just Google pop up business school with the only thing that comes up, and you can see our events listed there. And if you want to check out the podcast, check out uh, Rebel Entrepreneur. The second episode is five ways to build a business with no debt. So that would be a great place to get started if you're thinking of launching something now.
1: That's awesome. And I will be sure to place that on a link to that on the website for sure uh, so that listeners can go ahead and get started uh, in their business learning. Now, Alan, any last words of encouragement for the listeners as they strive for more?
2: Absolutely. I love the concept of the Strive for More podcast and making that progress. And I guess it is a message of hope that I really want to give people because. We have enough evidence to prove that it is possible to create and build an extraordinary life. And the saying that's been reverberating around my mind now for the past couple of years is the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. So my last closing message to the audience on the Strive for More podcast is if you want an extraordinary life, Don't wait for it to hit you. Go out there and build it.
1: Wow, what a word. Alan, you are amazing. Thank you so much. I wish you nothing but blessings and abundance to you, you, your family, and your future. Please take care.
2: Thank you so much. Let's get out there and strive for more. Guess what, everyone?
0: Strive for More podcast show is expanding. We are looking for individuals who are interested in starting a podcast. Maybe you already have a podcast and it's not going quite how you want it to go. We are looking for individuals who are interested in joining our network. If you are interested in starting a podcast, please send me an email at striveformore@email.com. That's strive, S-T-R-I-V-E, the number four, more, M-O-R-E, at email.com. I can't wait to speak with you and together we can grow your podcast and build a wonderful network for many of the listeners out there. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.